0: So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello and welcome to the Motherhood Village
1: podcast. I am on with a very special guest. I have Holly Daniels Christensen, who is a mother of two and the founder and CEO of Dune Jewelry and Co., an expert. Experiential jeweler with over 600 retail locations, $3 million plus in annual revenue, and 30 plus team members. They handcraft high-quality jewelry and accessories using sand, earth, and other elements from around the globe to help people capture the most cherished sh- memories. Holly left home and dropped out of high school at 15 due to turmoil in the household. She worked her way through a multitude of jobs until she started doing at her kitchen table while pregnant with her first daughter. Wow. 2016, the Small Business Association voted Holly the Women-Owned Business of the Year for Massachusetts and New England. Welcome, Holly. How are you? Hi, Nicole. I'm well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to speak with you. So before we dive in, I always like to ask my guests, what is a book that kind of had maybe an impact on you, a favorite book, or one that you just really feel like you need to share with my listeners who are moms?
2: Oh my gosh, there are so Many, I've been reading a lot of work books and operational Mm. books lately. So, which of course operational books can help as a mom. I love the book Traction. I also recently read Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. Okay. Uh, And so, Not that I've given up alcohol necessarily. I haven't. I do like to drink alcohol socially, but I thought it was such an interesting read. Looking back at the, the tobacco industry and the alcohol industry and how um, you know, it it the way it's marketed can be detrimental yeah. to moms specifically. I thought it was really interesting. Yes, I think wine culture, I had heard recently, I guess this year about like how
1: that's a real thing, right? So, you know, we see these memes and social media has exasperated it where it's like, oh, the minute your child goes down, it's like, oh, now I can have a drink. And it's like, okay, yeah, we can drink, a laugh about it. And I love to have my, you know, cocktails when I'm out and having fun but there is something to say of the way it is marketed, right? And how scary it is. Yes. to be. And then you could be like, you know, what if you are someone who's like three, four drinks in and you know, you're like, Oh, shoot, like, I'm, I'm here literally drinking. So you know, like, it's just all of that mindset. So thank you for sharing. Because although my listeners are moms, but they're business owners. They're also, you know, women who are working and possibly having, you know, team members. So, you know, every book is is valid, basically. Um, My mom's love to read. So thank you for sharing those. Okay, let's dive in because I just cannot wait. I know you've been looking to have this conversation. So Dune Jewelry, tell me, first off, I just want to go slightly back because I felt like it's something to talk about because it is in your bio. So I want you to just maybe go a little bit back and talk about how your childhood and upbringing impact you in a very high level form to where you think, and I know that's a lot to kind of unpack to (laughs) like say fast forward, right? Yeah. But why you think it is important to mention that and how do you think that shaped you to doing what you're doing today and maybe even as a mom?
2: I love that question. I think that my childhood really prepared me for the hard work that it takes to be a business owner and a mom at the same time. I I did I I I left home at 15. I dropped out of high school. I think it's also important to mention that you know my business will will be having a record-breaking year this year 2023 will hit about 5 million in revenue and we are a completely bootstrap business so i never took on investors i just have great team members i've kind of built this this family around me as a business owner and i like to mention that because i think there are so many women out there who think oh my gosh i don't have a formal education so how could i do this or you know it doesn't have to be starting a business maybe you are looking at a specific job or 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 a sure. new opportunity that you are feeling insecure about or unqualified for and i just i like to mention my lack of formal education because I truly believe that you can find education and knowledge everywhere. My friend Jolie loves to joke. She's a Google expert. She's wildly educated. And she always, she jokes that I start, she's like, Holly, you started your business with an idea and Google, like (laughs) figure it out. And for the moms out there that ever watched Sesame Street, they have this this skit where it's I don't know the guy's name but it's he sings this song and it's like figure it out figure it out and that's <laughs> yes. what I've done <laughs> so yes. you know I I kind of let my children figure things out too which was really oh. hard with my first daughter a little bit easier with my second daughter but it's something I was conscious of, really conscious of from an early, from an early time. I always had eyes on her, but it was kind of like, no, you can figure it out. You figure it out. And I, I think, think that that served them pretty well so far. Who knows? They're only 10 and 11, almost 12, but I think so. Well, and they're
1: informative years, right? 10 and 11, especially, I feel like, I I don't know if you feel the same, but my little guy's only six, but I think this generation is just like ahead, right? So he's six, but I feel like he's like, like, in some instances, like I'm talking to like a ten, like, I don't know the, the maturity in some of these kids. And I think it's, it is because they're exposed to so much. There's just so much going on in the world with social media that it's just a different generation, but it's very formative. So, oh my gosh, you, you hit so many things. So, okay. I love how you said that. So yes, for any of my moms listening and to your point, maybe it's not starting a very successful business. Like it sounds like that you have, which I know we're going to talk about, but to your point, it could be, maybe it's, it's climbing the corporate ladder. Maybe it's just a passion project, whatever it is, like you figure it out. And truthfully, I think that mirrors kind of what motherhood is. I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur or business owner myself. I was in the corporate world, but I had to make a way for myself because I just wasn't getting the employer support that all these companies, quote unquote, said that they had or that they you know, that they supported. So I said, you know, I've been doing this for too long. I'll just do it my myself. But there's something to say where like you figure it out. I didn't have any formal training in the entrepreneurial side, but you figure it out. And that's motherhood. Like you have no choice. You have to figure it out. And I know you were a single mom. So tell me what led to the creation of then starting? Because there's so many things I feel like we can talk about, but I really do want to talk about your successful business because I think it's something that's very admirable, something that's very inspiring and to your point, you know, it's bootstrapped and it's you. So talk about kind of what led to the inspiration of creating Done. Or is it Done or Dune? Dune, correct? Yep, Dune. Yeah, Dune Jewelry. I myself was very honored to get a piece, and it's absolutely beautiful. I get compliments every time I wear it. So tell me where it came to create that and to really bring in the sand, earth, and the other elements that I mentioned. And then around the world, like what was the inspiration to create this line?
2: It was really about the customers. So I started crafting beach sand jewelry at my kitchen table with my childhood best friend she had a little a business where she created these little snowflake ornaments made with sand from Cape Cod where we grew up and she loved making them and she's so artistic and they they were so beautiful but she didn't like selling them and i loved the the sales and the people and the the conversations that i could have with people so i would go and i would sell them at art shows and craft shows All over Cape Cod to help her out while I was in, I was actually in the real estate industry at that point. And just seeing people's reaction that they could have a little tangible piece of their happy place with them was so inspiring. And so Kelly had said to me, let's what's the next level? What can we do besides ornaments? and we decided to start taking jewelry making classes so we we just went to a few and then it really for me fueled my creative side and the realization that sand sand from around the world is so different the color the texture the geological makeup of it is so cool as an artistic medium so i really kind of moved forward with that. while well, she decided to stay home, care for her three sons, my godsons. but it's all come full circle because now she is the owner of our first, our flagship store on Cape Cod. So it all kind of came full circle 10 years around. And so, but yeah, it, it really was customers being like, or I'm sorry, people being like, sure. Hey, I just got back from Iceland and I have this little teaspoon of sand. Can I send it to you for that jewelry you're making? Or I've got this Bermuda sand. It's pink. Or wow. I just got back from the West Coast. Can I send it to you? And I was like, "Oh wow. I I I don't I didn't have the idea to gather 5,000 sands and earth elements <laughs> over the past 10 years. It was really the customers just saying, "Hey, this is my memory. Can you capture it for me? Can you craft something?" with this and i was always like yeah absolutely and then within the first couple of years we started getting people saying hey can i send in ashes cremains from my pet or a loved loved one or crushed granite from the rocky mountains or flower petals from a wedding so that's how the other elements the other earth elements kind of came into play I love that. And actually, I was
0: in
1: Cape Cod in June. So had I known that you had a flagship oh. store, like what, I would have yeah. came by Oh my god, but that's amazing. So yeah, that does sound full circle that kind of was meant to be. And I love stories like that. And I think sometimes the serendipitous nature of starting things, you know, and how you look like it kind of was meant to be. Now do you have to source like I want to just even hear like, what is your process? Like now <laughs> I'm, I know on your website, people can make crafted things, right? So if I did go someplace and I, and I went on your website, I can send you things, but then you also have to where you, you source, correct? There's two ways, or maybe talk about that. Talk about how people can make jewelry, like currently how they can purchase on your website and what they can purchase.
2: So you can go, so our website is dunejewelry.com, like a sand dune. Mm-hmm. and when you go on you can start by looking at designs and and i always say silhouettes like find find a design or silhouette that you like whether it's a necklace bracelet earrings we also have accessories like wine stoppers keychains ornaments and find something a design that you love then you go to our sandbank and you start searching so over the years, we've gathered over, we've cataloged. We we haven't gathered it. Our customers have sure. sent most of it. We've cataloged over 5,000 sands and earth elements. So you can search for Fiji. We have Bora Bora. We have sand from Sedona, Arizona, which is meant to be a very healing space on, on the earth. Uh, we've got, my gosh, flower, all sorts of flower petals. We've got... Yes semi-precious gemstones like lapis, turquoise. We've got shells like mother of pearl, abalone. So the list is endless. I think someone even recently sent in sand from Dubai. So we've cataloged it. We've photographed it so you can look at it and you can choose from any of those locations. Or if you're like, listen, my grandmother and I sat, we sat on Clearwater Beach in the same spot every summer from, you know, 2002 to 2015, and you want to gather your own sand or send your own earth elements, you can do that. And then our artists will handcraft your design for you.
1: That's awesome. I'm actually looking at the box now. So when I created mine, I actually use my son the I can't even pronounce this. So the chrysanthemum thing, flower. It's November. I don't know if you yes, even know it. Yes. yes, there we go. <laughs> it's beautiful, but I love the intentionality. It looks like so much thought was put into this. Like it says what, you know, what it is. Right. And then kind of a little bit story behind. It. And then I love that there's a card that says this design was handcrafted by Sarah's team yeah. and you have little quotes. Now, I know something else that you created that I want to ask about is the book. I know you even sell it on your website called Happiness Comes in Waves. Can you talk to me about that and why it's special and kind of your process and, and, you know, what can readers expect from taking away from it? Does it go, I would imagine, hand
2: in hand with what you created with Dune? It does. It does. It's really a tribute to women and the ocean. Mm. (laughs) That's, that's what it is. It's a it's more of a nightstand or coffee table book, gorgeous coastal photos. And then I reached out to like a hundred different women that have touched my life in one way or another, whether we've worked together or they're a friend or they're a a team member at Dune. And I asked them for quotes about life and, you know, hopefully tying into the ocean and kind of the similarity of like the ocean is the lifeblood of our of our planet and women are really the lifeblood of humanity, right? Like, yes. I don't know, there's so much power and similarities I see in women and, and Mother Earth. And so we do kind of dive into that a little bit in the I book. That. So there's tons of just empowering female quotes, all original by, again, friends, family, coworkers. And then there's also chapters about, be abundant like the ocean be soulful like the ocean and it all kind of it it flows back and forth between women and and mother earth i love that and again i love the intentionality it seems like the
1: thought that goes into kind of creating of what is something that you can tell was put with a lot of love <laughs> to create and to send when someone orders something because you're a mom of two, right? And you're in the thick of it, right? You're, your little, you're, yours are not, you're still, I say school-age mom and my son just started yeah. kindergarten and I'm like, oh, I wish someone would have prepared me for this level. You know, when you think you got it and even preschool, I was like, oh, okay, we're kind of on this routine and now kindergarten, we're, you know, four months in and this has rocked my world yet again, right? Another, another wave. Yeah. If so we're exciting. talking about waves here, <laughs> nope. <laughs> unintended of life, but you are in the thick of it. You know what, what are they in maybe fifth grade, middle school? I've got fourth grade and
2: sixth grade. Okay. So yeah. So, yeah. Yes. First year of middle school for wow. my oldest daughter. That's been a little tough. I quite honestly have had a hard time navigating yeah. the phone rules and the, and, yes. and the screen time and the, all, all the things that we all you you have children and you have this ideal scenario in your mind of how they're going to be, how you're going to be. And it truly, I've, I've never met a mom where, where it all has just kind of worked out exactly the way you expected it to work out. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of left that off, but so I think that having a realistic expectation Mm. of things going wrong or not going exactly, like giving yourself grace and giving your child grace when it comes to a scenario you've already played out in your head a million times that doesn't go the way you think it's going to. Because I I truly believe children are kind of born with innate attributes, right? Like we all, my oldest is, is quiet and antisocial and sweet. And my youngest is wild bouncing off the walls, trying to do TikTok dances all night, you know, like (laughs) just, just so full of energy and they're both incredible kids, but you know, same DNA, same upbringing, same everything. They're, they're just hardwired differently. And I think that's an important thing to to remember is that you don't have complete control over how your child's, comes out
1: of the <laughs> no 100% and that's a good reminder cuz i i think and i was reading something that said it, there's a there is a correlation to women that are very um ambitious driven corporate you know all the things whether business owner you know climbing the corporate ladder and suffering from anxiety when they become a mom and i was one of those and a lot of it is because when we're in these type of positions, we like the control, we like things to go the way they're supposed to go. And for the most part, we can control. Then motherhood comes and it rocks us, because just as you said, like what, what we envision it to go or to be is not that way. And then we kind of lose that control, you know, and get rocked a little bit more. And I wanted to ask then, since you are in the thick of it, and since you are running a successful business, I don't want to say balance because there's no such thing, but for you, how do you pour into yourself so that you can juggle the things. And I know some things drop and you have to, you know, do what you have to do. But really, like, how do you pour into yourself so that you can be, you know, the CEO and, and founder of, of Dune jewelry, but then at the same time, be mom, like,
2: how do you pivot when you need to pivot? I love that. I think uh, a couple of things. I think that sometimes sometimes it's okay if pouring into yourself is sitting in your car <laughs> <laughs> yes. eating lunch nobody bothering you I think we romanticize this the self-care of it all and the the filling of our tanks and all of that and that's great yes absolutely slow down and 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 make it romantic if you can but quite honestly if sitting in the car, with some takeout and a great podcast on for 15 minutes refuels you, which it does for me. I love it. There's cause no one, I mean, nine times out of 10, no one's coming knocking on your car window. Let's, hope. Let's hope. no, no one's right. looking for you
1: No, you have some time. Yes.
2: Like a safe space. My shoulders go down. I take a deep breath. I've got a great audio system. I'll listen to either music or a podcast, have a bite, turn my phone off. And as silly as it sounds, sometimes that's all I need. Now, yeah. do I have days where I want to go and 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 go get a facial or pamper myself? Of course. And I do that when I can. I also love quick moments with my children that are that are easy, that are fun. Oh. Like we play Bananagrams all the time. If we have 10 minutes and I just feel like I want to connect with them and make sure no one's on the phone and do we'll do Bananagrams, which is a great fun little Game like a speed round of Scrabble, right? Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, so it's 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 little moments like that that I get really excited about and and grateful for.
1: I think yeah, there's something beautiful in the small moments, and I think that's a perfect. I mean, we're heading into the major holiday season, although it doesn't necessarily. Feel like it to some degree, and I don't even know if that's in a bad way. To me, it doesn't feel like the rushness, and I'm like, but that's okay. Like I don't feel as rushed, at least for me. And some of the close women in my life, they're like, yeah, you know, there's like illnesses going around. My little guy was sick, you know. So it's like I think we're just doing the best that we can. But I love how you're saying, like, for you, it's like just finding the mo- those moments. Because yes, I think in social media and certain things like we we have this idea again, there it is the expectation set that it has to be this grand gesture when in reality you have to just figure out what you need at that moment. And if it's sitting in your car, it's sitting in your car. Sometimes it's for me, I want to go get a milkshake and I don't want to share it with anyone. And like, that's my happiness. And yes. I just have my milkshake by myself with no like judgment from my husband looking at me like, really, didn't you just complain that you want to lose weight? <laughs> and here yeah. I am,
2: you know, eating my milkshake. I'm like, absolutely. Like, this is my guilty pleasure. And I need this right now. I love that. I love that, and be and just being unapologetic about it. It's okay to change your mind. You know what else is okay? It's okay to multitask as long as you're not doing something wildly important. I don't know. I've said wildly like three times today, but you know, (laughs) as long as it's not something you need full, full focus on. I, I see these these video that's like don't multitask you know make sure you're focused on one thing and yes that is applicable for many things but there are times where it's okay to be I don't know folding laundry and taking a a casual work call or like multitasking women we are so blessed that we are incredibly versatile and smart and quick and and I do think women were blessed with the ability to multitask in a different way that men were. And why not use our power? It's a superpower. Use it. It's okay. If you're doing your taxes, no. But if you are taking a (laughs) phone call and doing something out, wiping down the kitchen, fine. Like it's, it's okay to multitask. I'm giving no, everyone permission. <laughs> I'd love that. And thank you. Because
1: yes, there is. I listen. Social media has us thinking all the things. But to your point, yes. I mean, are, should you be multitasking if you're driving and you're taking a test and you're on a no. thing? No. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. and trust me, I have moments where I haven't driving. I'm like, do I really want to take this call? Because truthfully, you know, there is something to say of me being present on the call and not thinking about driving. But yes, there's elements where, to your point, like if it's it's the mindless, tedious things that we can get out of the way while we're taking a call or maybe I don't know whatever it is yes there's there there's beauty in that and there's beauty in women saying that we can do that like for me like I feel satisfaction when I can do that and I've knocked two or three things off within like a 10-15 minute span (laughs) I'm like oh this is done this is done I want to ask you one other question because I remember I think from the from the form that we ha- I had sent to you, we had I, we I think it was you had listed something like wanting to share life hacks or something that to live a more courageous, passionate, and purposeful life. Or I think that might have come from me even just doing my research on you from your website. Can you share maybe some life hacks that moms can use to live more courageous, passionate, and purposeful lives? And maybe what you've done for yourself, what has kind of continued
2: to push you forward ten years in with Dune and the passion that you have with that. Gosh, life hacks! Yikes! I feel like I'm usually ready for these questions, oh. and today I'm feeling <laughs> no, like it's, we're good. We're, we're, listen, I, Christmas is around I, the corner. Hanukkah <laughs> just
1: finished. We are we, in the thick of it. mean, and don't think of it too. Just think of like what has really fueled you in your passion. What you know? Don't necessarily think of it too much of as a life hack, but really, what has fueled you to be more courageous for yourself? What has fueled you to be more passionate in what you do and to be more pr- purposeful?
2: Yeah. I think when we put a charitable aspect on -hmm. on the products in my business, that really, I don't know, something changed in me and I felt so good. Not that I didn't previously, but I felt so good about what we were doing and able to raise money for multiple, really incredible charities. So that was something that that fueled me. Also learning to, I feel like this could be a little cliche, but it's important because it's important to celebrate the smaller wins. Yes. There are things five, six, seven years ago that happened that I didn't, I, I was like too modest or too shy or too insecure or to like shout from the rooftops and be like, holy cow, this just happened and celebrate it. And and now looking back, I really truly wish that I did because there's so few of them, right? You know, like the yes. wins that come, I shouldn't say there's so few, but but celebrate every single one of them because any sort of forward momentum, one step in front of the other, really does lead to bigger things. It's like getting up, showing up one foot in front of the other, even when you don't want to, is, is really important.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that's great advice. I think that is a great life hack. Because I think a lot of times, we're in the thick of it, if we're in the thick of it as an entrepreneur, we're in the thick of it as being moms, we're in the thick of it as being partners, daughters, whatever we are in whatever, and we're in the thick of it, like we don't stop to smell you know the flowers we don't stop to celebrate we don't stop to really acknowledge it's just kind of like go 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 so i think that's really important to say that you know to kind of celebrate that you know is is big and to really acknowledge it i think is something that is very important and i think once you remind yourself you don't feel like you're on autopilot and you can sit back and be like oh i did that and now you know do i want to replicate like then you could really like be more, I guess, intentional with even like kind of how you want to live your life to continue that way. Cause it's easy to forget and it's easy to just keep it moving on and, you know, and not realizing the impact. So even to say, like you, like you mentioned of acknowledging if there's an organization that you want to partner with or help, like all of that matters, yes. you yeah, know, and to, yes, volunteer
2: work, like if you don't, because I, I keep referencing business and I apologize. I'm just in that. I'm Absolutely. so in that mindset no, for sure. right now but yeah, volunteering for organizations that you love. And and you just touched on something really powerful is that we are, so many of us, not all of us, but so many of us are taught to be modest about everything. And I just, I mean, I'm 10 plus years into my career and my business and all of that. And I'm just starting to get out of that. I- my book, Happiness Comes in Waves, the publisher posted yesterday that it was one of their it was their top three selling self help book. It's in their self help category, even though it's nice, sure, yeah. <laughs> and and so, but I was like, oh my gosh, why am I not talking about this book every single week? This yeah. is crazy. Like, you just you know, you forget to celebrate those wins, and I we we need to do it more often.
1: Well, I think also as women, which you can probably get off a whole another tangent on that, we're just taught to kind of like maybe be smaller, right? Like we're kind of yep. taught to like not, not be like, so don't be aggressive, like be aggressive. You can't be this. You can't be that forever. Uh, I didn't tell anyone I had a podcast. I've had my podcast for four years. Next year would be my oh! fifth year celebration. And I didn't, but it wasn't, it was only for me to have it as like a thing. And my husband god bless that man he would tell her, you know she has a podcast you know she, and he was like what is the point of the podcast if you're not telling anyone again it was more for me in the beginning especially like the first like six months to year it didn't yeah. take off to where it is till maybe year two but I didn't I was very like no they don't want no I don't want to talk about me like no and he's like what are you doing like that should be told everywhere you have some amazing guests and and I did especially in the beginning so I feel you but I think a lot of times we're just taught to be small and kind of like oh we can't because if not we're going to be braggy we're we're, we're going to be this. We're going to be that. And I love, I'd love to kind of end on that of like, yeah, ladies. So if you need a reminder, like, you know. Go um, ahead and brag.
2: Yes, Don't yes, go brag. ahead and brag. Own There's up to a way it. to do it that's not yes. bragging. Just yes. letting people know it's and that's so interesting that you didn't tell people. No, because it was just a hobby.
1: It really was. So I was like, all right,
2: whoever listens,
1: I did put it on social media, but it wasn't something that I wanted to like just further like announce and say, hey, you, you know, I have a podcast now. Oh, my God. Especially talking to moms. And I've talked to so many people, like even you, when you're talking about your daughters with screen time, I'm like, oh, well, I talked to an amazing expert. So if you want some insight of kind of like how to talk to your teens, like I have that now. But in the beginning, yeah. I think it was also the confidence level. I think sometimes it just takes some confidence to say like, oh, wait, I can do this. I have done it. I am doing it, you know. So, yes, ladies, if you're listening to this, you know, be be true to it, own own it, you know, and, and brag about it when you need to, like shout it
2: if you have to. There's, but there's a two second funny story that I was looking. I was in pop culture news. Amanda Bynes started this podcast. I don't know if you saw it. She was, this yes. was like a, a 90s. And she had the podcast for a minute, like maybe a month or something. And then yesterday announced that or recently announced she's taking a pause on the podcast because she didn't get guests like Drake or Post Malone. So she's going, she's done. And I was like, wait, what? what? Uh-huh. It was, it was, it. no, listen, uh-huh. no shade, but you have to be willing to put, put in the work. So Nicole actually the fact that you didn't say it in the beginning, you know, and you started talking about it when you felt like you were more of an expert in what you were doing is kind of great. I I get that now that you, the way that you just explained it. Yes. Yeah. I think I was more like, like, who the heck am I to start a podcast? Who
1: the heck am I to have these conversations? Like, no. So it wasn't until I really got confident that I was like, wait a minute, I actually do a really great job. And I love talking to these women. And I love hearing these stories. And I love the impact when someone has said, Oh, my God, I listened to that episode that it wasn't until that. But for a while, I kind of kept it close. But yes, I think a lot of that goes hand in hand. And we have to do the work like, listen, like I said, we can probably sit here and go off a whole different tangent, because then it comes from like the self worth and where does that come and all the things. But that's interesting but I, I but it does because truthfully listen, I could have given up too of being like well it's not going to be this but
2: you know to your point you have to figure it out and you have to do the work you know yeah we women have a fear of over promising and under delivering yes right and so I think you know there's there's some I say that to my team all the time and my daughters just under promise and over deliver because you're always gonna you're always going to feel good when you behave that way?
1: Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Then that's another thing we can people please we're like, yeah, we'll do all the things. So yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You're hitting all (laughs) the marks of like, where? Yes, that can that can transpire. And that has definitely happened to me, especially now that I am an entrepreneur, like I can own it. Like I've been in business for a couple of years with my consulting and all the things. But Holly, it's been fantastic talking to you. I'm glad we did this. Please share. I know you mentioned dunejewelry.com, but how else can people follow you on social media? It'll be on the show notes, but share how people can connect with you. And then your final thoughts before we part ways here.
2: You can find Dune everywhere as Dune Jewelry. So Instagram, Facebook, dunejewelry.com. And it's D-U-N-E, like a sand dune jewelry. And my final thoughts are this was a great conversation. We could have talked for another yes. hour. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I just, just cheers to all the women out there working hard and taking care of their babies and, and, you know, succeeding at life. And I just, I think we as, as women all need to band together, lift each other up and and understand that there's room for everyone to be successful. There truly is.
1: Oh, thank you for that, because I'm actually dealing with some of that myself. So thank you. Thank you for, for your insight. Thank you for your way of giving back, right? I think everyone has their thing and and Dune Jewelry. Like I said, I love my piece. I always get compliments every time I wear it. It brings a smile on my face because I was so intentional when I picked it out. And I think there is something to say as opposed to just ordering something online. So yeah. So thank you so much, Holly, for coming on, for sharing your story and continued blessings to you for love and light. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village Podcast.